Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. We are going to do a one-day-late quick hit today. Uh, my life's been flip-turned upside down, literally. So uh, my schedule is kind of all over the place at the moment, but uh, we're here for you. We yeah. still have an episode for you. Not you. not yesterday, but apologies for that. And, and someone tweeted at me, hey, my beer is going to be different today because I'm not listening to you guys. And I was like, well, tomorrow your beer will be great because <laughs> you'll be listening to us one day later. Yeah. You'll be going into your weekend with beers on us. There you go. Uh, so in today's quick hit, it'll be a short 15, 20 minute episode. We got a beer of the week, which we'll be getting to in about 10 minutes or so. Um, but also I want to talk a little bit about probably the most sought-after beer on the West Coast. Yep. Um, And I want to parlay that into an episode next week where we kind of dive into a little bit more about how beers, specific beers, get to become the most sought-after in the country. So we'll get to that next week in a full episode. But, uh, of course, we're going to be talking Pliny the Younger today, which uh, is already tapped out down in California in their Windsor and Santa Rosa locations, the Russian River Brewing uh, they had posts on Instagram with them erasing it off their board because it was already gone. It's been up in Portland a little bit, uh, so if you've had it, I haven't had a chance to try it. I forgot to go out yesterday to Bridgetown, which is where it was, and I was like, damn it! <laughs> I'm so- I forgot that I had to go try that. Um, so we'll talk about that in a second. You can find us all over the place. We are on Radio.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, 1080thefan.com, and then Instagram.com slash beers on us. And then personal pages, I'm on Twitter at Mike Lynch 27 Patrick's at PDiddy085 on Instagram for his personal page. Um, anything unique in your week in beer? I, uh, uh, I, mean, I mean, my beer, my week in beer has ties to what we're talking about today. Okay. Uh, that, and then on top of it, um, just kind of the normal rounds. Um, there, I drained a couple IPAs in from Alvarado Street Brewing that I tried that I thought were pretty solid. 
Um, I'm trying to think. I think there were some other things that I had that I'm just not thinking of off the top of my head. We have a new beer on at Slabtown right now, the Wander Jack 2020. I tried that. Which is a collab with Barley Browns. It's kind of like Wanderlust meets Palette Jack. It is incredible. It's like a slightly maltier Wanderlust. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, which, which Palette Jack is known for a great malt base for yeah. a West Coast IPA and Tyler Brown. You know, is kind of a big reason why we're all here in Oregon making West Coast IPAs with Pallet Shout Jack. out! Yeah, with Pallet Jack. So uh, it's 7, 7%, 7.1, so you got to be a little careful, but boy, is it delish. Um, oh, and new batch of Cuddle Puddle drops on Monday. Ooh. Holla, holla, Hopefully holla. it's as good as the last batch, which you drank probably three quarters of the entire <laughs> supply of. We'll take another shot at it this time. <laughs> uh, my week in beer has been uh, few and far between, but... Uh, the two of us did go out the other night, and I uh, had Dark Thoughts for the first time this year from mm-hmm. Berlick. Mm-hmm. And I what was tr- the beer I had? Did I have a punk rock time? Mm. Drink. What's <laughs> 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 up, Berlick, guys? Um, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. Uh, so I don't remember what you had. I don't even. I don't even think I, I saw think, the can. I think I had a punk rock time. Drink. And <laughs> and you had the Dark Thoughts. And then and I then- had the. Um, Grains of Wrath, new IPA. Was the Grave Dancer. Grave Dancer, yeah. And, Quite uh, good. And I had a Cocoa Cow milk stout yes, from did. Sun River. Yes, I was out, I was out at Camus, out at Grains of Wrath on Tuesday, caught up with those guys, and uh, I had the Grave Dancer out there. They're already out of Built for Speed, which is kind of sad, because mm. that beer is really good. Grave Dancer was very good. It was uh, quite tropical of mm-hmm. an IPA. I got a lot of the uh, like mango-y kind of flavors in it. So uh, very, very good. And um, beyond that, I'm trying to think. Nothing crazy, I don't think. Oh, I went to a Great Notion on Saturday. The and, the Northwest one? Uh, well, funny enough, we went to both because we we uh, we were meeting with some friends and they were like, oh, we're going to the new location. So we went to the Northwest one and they were like, hey, we're here, we don't see you. And they were like, yeah, we're in Southeast. And we're like, you idiots. That's not the new location. Yeah. You mean Northeast? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Northeast. yeah, the Alberta spot. That's the OG spot. Yeah, and they were like, oh, we went to the other one first. We thought this was the new one. And we're like, well, guess we're driving across town. So uh, I had myself... Oh, God, I don't remember. I'm sorry. I ha- I accidentally got a hazy, of course. You didn't accidentally. You were at Great Notion. Well, no, but they had non-hazies there. But so, obviously, they label, like, hazy, New England, New England, hazy. This one was, like, a different title. And I was like, oh, I'll try that. It was, like, New Zealand hops, and it was, like, international IPA. I was like, oh, okay. It was a hazy. Um, it was fine. And then I had the, uh, they had a bacon and peanut butter stout, which, of course, I love. Yeah. So, um, it was good. And I, I had really good patty melt there, too. Oh, nice! Really good. I've always out. enjoyed their food. It's a little, little like rich, but a little heavy. But that's up your alley, and yeah. I've always enjoyed the food there. That's that's up that's up my alley, hundred percent. And it uh, was it was a special. It was very very good. Funny thing, you should mention that you were at Great Notion because I was you know flipping through my Facebook memories this morning. I pulled it up again, and I posted four years ago on February twenty eighth. Are you kidding me? This place is doing it right. Best brewery in all of North Portland at Great Notion. You wish you had my life wearing my sunglasses with a picture of a crowler Mm. of Juice Jr. and Ripe IPA. So four years ago, I bought into the Hayes train. Yes, you did. And uh, I apologize to my current employers for claiming a a brewery that is not ours is the best in North Portland. Hey, people can change. But at the time, I was not working there. and (laughs) People uh, can change their opinions. and And they were fresh and they were new. And I remember Ripe... Uh, kind of blowing my mind. I thought it was a really, really cool beer. I'd, I'd like to revisit Ripe. I don't even know if they still make it. Hazies are tough on me, so I don't make it to Great Notion as often as I should. And I mean, you don't like stouts either, so. Yeah, especially pastry stouts. And I haven't even been to the one that's like 10 blocks from my job, which is ridiculous. Well, the funny thing is about the new location is it is so off the beaten path. 
Mm-hmm. Like getting there, I, I saw the I saw the address, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So I'll just it's up by twenty third, mm-hmm. and then you like go all the way up and around down a curvy ass street that I'd never been down before, and I'm like, "Where are we going?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, we're going into real slab town." It was like warehouse, oh, warehouse, yeah, yeah. abandoned warehouse, abandoned warehouse. You're making a left here, and I was like, "There's nothing here." Casa Diablo's on the right. Yeah, and there's Great Notion. <laughs> it's a cool spot, and, yeah. and they got a little outdoor like kind of bench area, but I like the original spot better. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's, it's well, especially since they've expanded that outdoor patio area. The patio's great. The food trucks are there. Um, I like Alberta better than sitting in between warehouses. I'm yeah. sure the other spot is good for their, you know, for brewing and having a bigger space. But until that area gets built up, and maybe Great Notion will be the trigger for that. You know, mm-hmm. gentrifying that area. I mean, there's nothing else there. You're seeing it on the east side of 23rd, like where Slabtown is. We're seeing tons of stuff pop up. There's an XLB there, a Mama Bird. Mm-hmm. Go to 23rd. There's a Life of Pie, a Pine State Biscuits. It's growing. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's growing down there. It's funny that... That's just so much further out. It's so funny that we're talking about Great Notion. Because it's kind of related because to Because it's kind of related to kind of what we want to do this week and next week in terms of, you know, like the marketability and the the craziness that is some people's desires to seek out certain beers. Well, we will discuss those certain beers with Great Notion next week. But before we get into our beer of the week this week on our quick hit, we will seek out some opinions. Well, I'll seek out your opinions on uh, Russian Rivers Pliny the Younger, which uh, comes and goes, it feels like, in two weeks. Mm -hmm. It is an absolutely massive deal on the West Coast, and I'm assuming elsewhere in the country for craft beer lovers. I don't know how far they distribute that in terms of in kegs, but I'm sure people are black market trading like crazy for it. I think it's only Oregon, California, Colorado. That might be it. It doesn't, Russian River doesn't leave California very often. I mean, I think the only reason they're in Oregon is just because... We're, we're, we're kind of craft beer mecca, yeah. and why not throw your name into the hat, especially if you're someone as desirable as Russian River? Well, like what we talked about last week about some of those California breweries just go, I mean, you got to have a little bit of a presence in Oregon just mm-hmm. because that's where they want to be. Mm-hmm. It's not overwhelming. You're just inter- introducing yourself to more craft beer drinkers who have a more refined taste than, say, someone who's from Arizona. I'd be interested in how much exposure Northern California and the San Diego, LA area get of Oregon beers, if they see them as much as we do, vice versa. Uh, and so forth. Just from having been there, I went to San Diego a year ago. It was mostly their own breweries. I didn't yeah. see a lot of Oregon beer down there. Not that I went to like bottle shops or anything, but it was mostly like, oh, you're going to have Stone and you're going to have Ballast Point and you're going to have this and that. And it's like, oh, okay. This reminds, Sierra Nevada. This reminds me the, the other day I was working behind the bar and this couple sat down and they were in town from L.A., and we were talking about beers, and he was asking questions where they should go, you know, the, the kind of classic tourist stuff, very nice people. And we were kind of talking. Well, you should go to all three Breakside locations first. <laughs> and we were kind of talking, you know, you know, if you want loggers, go here. You want IPAs, go to these places. You want trendy stuff, go here, da-da-da-da-da. Farmhouse saisons, go to Upright. And uh, we just got to, got to talking about IPAs and stuff, and I was like, I mean, I would take, I mean, I'd take an Oregon IPA over a San Diego IPA hands down every day of the week. I think we make hands down better IPAs than San Diego does. And he goes, really? I was like, oh, yeah, man. Like, I'm not, I don't even have to think about that. Like, I would take a Wanderlust over a Stone IPA any day. I would take a Pallet Jack over a Sculpin IPA any day. And he was just kind of thrown off by it. He was like, oh, interesting. Go about, do my business, some more things. Come back about 10 minutes later. And he goes, hey, man, I'm still shook about what you said. Because <laughs> he was from that area. And I was like, hey, no offense, man. I just, I think we make better beer. Yeah. Did he agree? Did he try Wanderlust? Well, yeah, he was very much enjoying like the beers we had, yeah. but I think that that like sense of allegiance, that sense of uh, pride, was quite hurt, quite struck <laughs> or shook, as he said. Uh, <laughs> I think it was because of how 
confident and non-arrogant I was. It was like stating facts, not yeah. opinions. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is not an opinion, it's a fact. Sorry, my man. Um, all right, so Pliny the Younger. Now, I've only had Pliny the Younger a couple of times. Um, I had it last year when we did the podcast. I had it at Cerevesa. Actually, mm-hmm. I think when we went and did the Cerevesa episode, it was around this time of year. Okay. And we had Pliny. Um, that was like my first or second time having it. I think I've had it one other time, but it's not been a lot. Like I, I although I like triple IPAs, I don't seek out triple IPAs. Mm-hmm. Ditto. Um, so it's not something that was always on my radar. Why did that beer specifically grow to such a magnitude? I mean, it's a great beer, mm-hmm. but why that one? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with just kind of the growth of Russian River in itself. When Vinny took over the brewery. You know, I think I think the date is like 2002 or something like that. Him and his wife bought it out. And, you know, Vinny is accredited as being kind of one of the creators and founders of the double IPA, of the Imperial IPA, Pliny the Elder. Yeah. Kind of one of the, the, the probably staple of Russian River. I mean, I'm a blind pig guy. I think STS Pilsner is one of my favorite Pilsners out there. Not to mention their Barrel-Aged Sour Series is, is very popular as well. But he's accredited with brewing... The double IPA Pliny the Elder, which won a bronze and a gold and a gold at GABF in like 04, 05, 06. So just a juggernaut of a beer. Becomes this folklore thing around all of America. It's the first beer ever on Beer Advocate to be scored 100 out of 100. And this beer becomes just, I have to have it. People are selling growlers on the internet, which is a terrible idea because that beer will never be good by of the course. time it gets to you. Of course. You know, and then I think as that, as Pliny the Elder grew, they start, then they made the triple IPA, which just in such an even more limited capacity, just kind of when you're already jacked and excited about a double IPA and that being something new, a high ABV, big bodied, aggressively hopped beer, the thought of taking that to 11 kind of blows people's minds and the fact that it was so difficult so was it to one find, of the first triple ipas that existed it's gotta be it's yeah. gotta be i mean the rumors you know the the folklore stories of you know when they first blew brewed pliny the the younger it was sold out in two days the next year it was sold out in a day the next year it was sold out in like six hours i mean they were only making like 600 gallons of it something like that so not a ton and it just kind of grew and grew and grew and it came to the point where you know, they kind of created Triple IPA Month in February. You know, you see a lot of other breweries, whether it's Freem or Barley Browns, or, you know, we used to do Safe Word in February and stuff like that. We had the Rubens Triple IPA in the tasting room a couple weeks ago. That that just kind of became a thing, but Younger still became that brass ring on the carousel that you just couldn't quite get. And, you know, it came to a point where in this town, I mean, people sold tickets. To get it, you would go. I remember Cerveza used to do this. You used to stand in line on a Sunday morning before they open just to get your ticket that allowed you one pour on Tuesday afternoon. Mm. So you didn't even get it that day. You had to wait in line to get a ticket and then wait in line to go in. I think some of the mystique has fallen off a little bit in Portland uh, in terms of like the really in depth beer people because I think we've all kind of had it. We understand it's really good. But the idea of chasing trucks to try to find it has kind of waned on us, especially with how much quality we have and the options we have here. But I mean, I was, you know, I, I had it on Tuesday at Cerveza and I walked in, they, you know, I got friends there and they kind of let me know they were tapping it on Tuesday at two o'clock. I got there about two 30 places packed. Yeah. Places packed. And they were gone by four, you know, there was only a six barrel. So that's only 45 pints. You're doing it in eight ounce, 
eight ounce, ten ounce pour. So you got to you know add do the math on that. But gone in two hours, and that's quick. Yeah. And I remember talking with somebody. Uh, I was at Bridgetown and then went to work, and I was talking with some people, and I had mentioned it, and this guy kind of was just random guy was sitting there. And he just kind of looks at me. He's like, "Where were you?" And I was like, oh, "Well, I was at I was at Bridgetown Beer House on Mississippi and Shaver." And he was like, "Where where where is that again?" And grabs his phone, and sure enough, he was thinking about ordering another beer, and he closed out and went up there and got one. So I mean, I think for the average consumer, the people that know it, that beer is still you know, a goal, still something to seek out. And I think a lot of it these days is reputation alone. Now, I had it. I think it's fantastic. It was kind of like a little, like, spicy hop character to it, which was really nice, but it's not overly sweet. It's not overly heavy. It's dangerous considering it's 10 Um It was good, and I definitely don't want to, like, take anything away from Russian River, but I think in this state, in this city, it's lost a little bit of its luster, but that's not true around America. Well, and that leads me to a lot of questions, which we'll get to in next week's episode. But including and not and not excluding anything else. But the question is, how long does the buzz last, and how real can the buzz stay, or is it just manufactured after a certain point of like, oh, it's playing the younger. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited, but I've had it five times. Um, so we'll we'll get to that next week when we do a more in-depth episode with this and kind of look at some of the other beers, including that have been in the city that have been huge, huge popular beers. Um, looking at you, Great Notion, looking at you, Cascade, uh, some of those beers that just get asked for. Like I, I, when my parents come, they have a friend who's like, can you get me this, this, and this from Portland? DeGard. Yeah, DeGard's one as well. <laughs> we went to DeGard, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for him. Yeah. Um, I, I want to ask that question next week. And so next week we'll get into a way more in-depth discussion on this about the super popular rare beers and how they grow to that point and how they fade from that point as well. But we do have a beer of the week to get to, and it is from old reliable Von Ebert. <laughs> They're black pills today. Very, very excited for this one. I like the look of the can a lot too. It's very simple, but easy to read. It's kind of different than other Von Ebert cans. I feel like it's not like, it's not like super different. It's got the line, the three lines that they tend mm-hmm. to do, but um, it just looks slightly different. But I've it, I've never seen a black pills before, so I'm assuming it's going to be actually dark in color. Yeah, right. Yeah, most likely. Uh, I actually think so. I think they've got something really cool going on in design here. Um, the hoppy beers are like a solid color with the bore on it and like the cursive lettering of Von Eber. Yeah. The loggers look like this. Because gotcha. the Agostini looks like this too, but just in a blue. different color. Yeah. yeah in that yeah. Italian blue. So I kinda like that. I like that. If that if that is in fact where they're going with it, um, and I think those guys are pretty smart down there, so they, you know, are probably thinking of all that stuff, that that's a great idea to differentiate. These are loggers, these are hoppy beers. So what should I expect with the black pills before I dive into it? What what kind of flavors are different versus just having a regular pilsner? Well, I think you're looking at, you know, stuff like you know, the the idea of like, you know, dark Czech lagers are really popular right now and Schwarzbiers are really popular right now. And, and what you're looking for is you're getting you're getting all those kind of roastiness kind of ideas and concepts behind, you know, a dark ale, but you're getting it with that lager body. So the concept is, is if you a stout drinker, you know, and it's a beautiful Portland day today. Although it's supposed to rain tonight, that's going to be really funny. Uh, on a beautiful Portland day, you, a stout drinker, can still get those flavors you want out of a out of a stout or a porter or something like that. But keep that body light. Um, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna open up a lot more flavors, and it's gonna just be a little more sessionable. I know people don't like that word, but 
the concept of being able to. Why do people not like that word? That's silly. Because uh, people are stupid. Um, it's this. Touche. <laughs> this beer is going to allow you to enjoy those flavors and drink more of it. And isn't the concept to drink more beer? Yes, absolutely. So I took my first sip, and a lot of what you said is true. It does give me a malty, caramely flavor, but it's so light. Mm. It doesn't stick in the palate. It's mm. not overly sweet. It's very smooth. Um, I always say the word bready, but it's like, it's just got a nice mouthfeel, which maybe is a better way to put mm. it. And it finishes clean, and it makes you come back for more, which is what I like about some of these lighter beers. What I've grown to like about some of these lighter beers is that when it finishes, you're like, that was great. Okay, more sips, please. Yeah. Whereas what I usually like in the in the Imperial Stouts, it's like, ooh, that tastes great. Ooh, that's lingering. Ooh, if I sit here for five minutes, I'll still taste that flavor. This one makes you want to keep going back for sips immediately. This is a great beer. Um, you saying Schwarz beer kind of does remind me a little bit of that style, mm-hmm. where it's darker, it gives you the maltier, caramely flavor, but uh, it's just lighter than that style as well, because it's a Pilsner. Um, bravo. Bravo, Von Ebert. Quite good. I like the body in this a lot. Um, the malt character is really pronounced. It, it, yeah, it, it's really nice. It's really complimentary. Almost, it's not too sweet either. Where it would lean, I think, a little more towards like a dunkel if it were a little sweeter. But it's kind of dunkel esque in color. It's not fully black. It's more like a really. It's like a, it's like a brown. heavy deep burgundy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the aroma is nice. It, f- it sits really well in the mouth. And... The aroma is very mild though. It's mm-hmm. not overly strong when you smell it. Yeah, at least I, to me. I mean, I honest no, I was going to say that, but I'm totally wrong. Um, yeah, I think this beer finishes really clean. I think there is a touch of sweetness. Um, I mean, knowing just my my palate, I'd I'd like a little more hop action, maybe a little more bitterness. But outside of that, for what this beer is, I think this beer is really nice. I think this beer is really nice. It's quite good, drinkable. And like these- like I said before on podcasts, I absolutely love when brewers, I know this is probably a, a somewhat normal style elsewhere, but it feels like it's more creative, right? You're not just right. making another Pilsner. You're making a Pilsner, but you're making it unique. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that. I think that's really, really cool. So Bravo, I don't know which team made this one, if it was the Pearl or if it was over at Glendivere, but uh, Bravo for Von Eber for making another solid beer that we've had on this podcast. Yeah, these guys, you know, I, I actually was... BSing with Sam last night because he he was in the pub, which he frequently is. Him and his wife um, were kind of there for a little bit, having some beers and and just kind of talking with Sam about their plans and stuff. And I'm I'm looking really forward to the future of this brewery. I think this brewery is very bright. Uh, I think this beer is great that we have in front of us. I look forward to. There's a new Pilsner coming out in cans, I believe, uh, and new volatile substance batches out right now. I saw that on the shelf the other day. You gonna like that beer? I'm going to like that beer. Okay. (laughs) Just making sure. That's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much for being patient for an extra day for us to drop this. And uh, next week, we will dive more in depth into the topic of those specific beers that get extra popular and why they stay that way across the country. I'll see if I can finagle us a guest, too. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. Sounds good to me. That'll be next week. Remember, you can find us at Instagram.com slash beers on us. You can uh, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you find us. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, Omni, 1080thefan.com. And, uh, yeah, we will see you next week for a more in-depth episode than this one. And go drink Bonnie Rich Black Pills. Traces. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.